You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets. We are your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA the NFL, MLB, and fantasy sports. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets or on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for Fan Rag Sports. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful Uptown Charlotte. And I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my co-host. He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for AtTheHive.com, David Walker. Doug, we're not alone this morning. No, that's right. We've got the triumphant return from the capital city. He's been asleep in the capital city. Nick Denning, welcome back. You know, I wanted to sort of pinpoint my um, my like leave of absence with the Hornets' demise, but that came far, far sooner than than my you know than when I left. I think it's funny that you said that before you came on the show. You said I might, I might be more towards the the hornets form in terms of my podcast form yeah because it's been a while and i said listen as long as you're awake as long as you don't come on this show and yawn then that's that's where i'm setting the bar i'm setting the bar low for you nick but i feel like you're gonna you're going to propel yourself over that bar hey that was the first thing i thought about when i woke up i said do not yawn so you know i have coffee I'm, i'm good to go Yesterday, David, I said that our Hornets talk was getting so heavy, right? <laughs> like it was, it was every time we talk about this team, it's just, it just feels, you feel it. Yeah, yeah, you feel it, you feel it in your bones. It weighs down on you. It sits on your shoulders because this team had a lot of expectations going into the season. They vastly underperformed those expectations. Uh, a subject that Zach Lowe tried to tackle in one of his columns. We're going to talk about that mention uh, later on in the show. Also, we've got a listener question uh, from, on Twitter from Trey that I want to tackle later in the show as well. But but first, our talk has been so heavy that I wanted to do something to lighten things up. So I have a satchel here of NBA LOLs, okay? It's a satchel. It's a beautiful satchel. And it has a few things that can lighten up our conversation. So when we feel the conversation is getting heavy, we just we play some music and we reach into the satchel and and we grab an NBA LOL. Okay, is that is I'm with it. You're with it. Would you like to hear the music? Yes, please. That's our satchel music. So we reach into the satchel, <laughs> we grab, we grab that the is NBA right LOL. Eighty Showtime Lakers, right there. So listen for that later in the show if the Hornets talk gets too heavy. Okay, did you pull that from a? Did you pull that from a VHS nineteen eighties NBA highlight tape? Uh, that is from uh, some Illinois State Lottery show. Yeah, in, I love it. In the nineties. <laughs> Here are your numbers tonight, Doug. It's five and four and eight. Give me a seven and a two. The last number. 
You want to do one? You want to you want to just grab one, right? You want to just go into the satchel early in the show? It feels like we can't yes. we can't not go in there now. All right, here we go. NBA reporter Steve Ashburner tweeted this: Derek Rose, after I asked him if he has changed his game preparation or even diet as a concession to injuries and age, said, "Quote." Everybody got their poison, minus candy. I'm happy it's nothing else. Skittles. It's kind of hard when they're changing up the flavors every week. (laughs) So I have a lot of questions. Um, First of all, my first question, Nick, is it kind of hard when they're changing up the flavors every week? Yeah, I mean, don't you like, you want to lock down those, the flavors that you like and stick with them. At least that's, that's, that'd be my approach to this. I just yeah. didn't know that that was a Skittles problem. David, is it I kind of either. hard when they're changing up the flavors every week? I thought the same flavors were available <laughs> at the same rate every week. I, this is news to me. Uh, is So my other question, is Derek's only poison candy? Feels like no. there are chances that it's not his only poison. I think he probably needs to cut. I mean, do you remember the uh, remember Lamar Odom when he like yeah. dropped candy and then you know he like lost weight and he was in incredible shape suddenly and he was like, man, that, that really made a difference. Also, is so I feel like candy and Skittles are they're I I think we're missing something. I think when that's said, I feel like we're not in on the joke. I feel like there's a joke being made amongst. Because it, it feels like a lot of players like Skittles, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just looking too deeply into it. But I feel like that Skittles might not mean Skittles. That's uh, you know, we're not starting rumors here, but you know, I mean, I'm not starting any rumors. I'm just saying a lot of players like Skittles. It, it's either that or Skittles is very uh, they they are very savvy at branding, and they yeah. have just gotten all of these players to secretly brand for them. And when Steve Ashburner asked them a question, pop in a Skittles commercial. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of sponsors, this episode is sponsored by the, the good people at mybookie.ag. It's time to talk to you about a boatload of money you can make this week betting at mybookie. If you haven't checked them out yet, this is a perfect time to get into the action The madness of March is here. It's time to lay down some money and score big on college hoops. You can join me and thousands of online players and start betting at mybookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? I am. I want want my money now. So come join me at mybookie today. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me and our listeners that's why I urge you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay fast without any of the hassles that you're used to from the other sites. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. My bookie is the spot for in-game live betting so you can actually place a bet after tip-off. If you join up now, my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus and you can even enter for a chance to win their million dollar bracket challenge. Visit MyBookie today and use our promo code LOCKEDONNBA, that's LOCKEDONNBA, to activate the offer. Play, win, get paid with MyBookie. 
All right, so our first uh, topic of the show, Zach Lowe and his latest article, uh, 10 Things He Liked and 10, th- or 10 Things He Liked and Didn't Like, gave a mention to the Charlotte Hornets. And this is big news, gentlemen, because the Charlotte Hornets are not getting many mentions in national media these days. So we have to call attention to each and every one. He called it a weird season for the Hornets. He mentions all of the facts that we know because we've been talking about them. You've been listening to them, and I'm sure you've been talking to them about this with your friends. Marvin Williams having a career season from deep. Kimba Walker has been great. He's been all-star level. Dwight Howard is putting up better-than-expected individual numbers, and yet the Hornets are where they are. They are 29 and 38. They have almost no hope of making the playoffs. Um, This wasn't an article that digged deep into the issues, David, and he doesn't really answer the question of why it all went wrong. What are some of the reasons that you can come up with of where, what, because there's a disparity between their record and their point differential. You know, that they have not, they're not getting blown out by teams. So what's going on here? I mean, a lot of stuff we talked about all year, Doug. He does start out his little note, what he likes, Nick Batum to Dwight Howard, which is, I guess, nice to see. It's something that we thought we might see when this whole thing went down at the beginning of the year. They developed a little bit of chemistry on some lobs lately. And he mentioned in here Batum, who's actually played better, much well, better as of late is easy to do, but he's played not too horrible uh, for overall in the year. And he just is trying to, I think he's like a lot of people looking on this team. It doesn't make a lot of sense. We've been trying to figure it out all year. Obviously you can point to the bench has been an issue. Consistency, I think across the board is the big thing. And then the backup point guard position as well are uh, three of the bigger holes that I, that I see uh, along with, you know, not having enough shooters. I mean, that's, that's my big thing. Nick. I mean, David's hit on a lot of them there. Um, I would say that this team's um, inability to close out games has been a has been a big issue as well. I think. I mean, one of the last things I um, think last shows I was on, we talked about the difference between um, the Hornets and the Heat, um, and how the Heat are one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the fourth quarter um, when closing out close games, um, and the Hornets are about the exact opposite of that. So, you know. And I think part of the reason they're not really getting blown out is because like they build, I mean, how many times have we seen them build a, you know, double digit lead, have that lead in the fourth or heading into the fourth quarter or in the second half at some point only to just give it up and lose by five or six, you know, I mean, this is, so it's, you know, I think, and I think the reason that we're, you know, they're, they're losing all these games is a lot of what David said, you know, just um, don't have enough shooters. Um, you know, I think their three point defense isn't very good either. Uh, and just, the fact that they've had to rely so heavily on Kemba Walker in the fourth quarter has been, you know, less than ideal. (laughs) We need it. (laughs) I'm going to hit that again because I didn't hit it right the first time. (laughs) That's all right. Listen to the th- so this this made me laugh this morning. Listen to the three seeds right now in each conference. In the East, the three seed is the Indiana Pacers. In the West, it's the Portland Trailblazers. 
It's weird to me that the East playoff race is pretty much locked in while the West is going to have an eight-seed battle among Denver, Utah, and San Antonio. The Spurs, if you've been sleeping on the Western Conference, if you haven't paid much attention, the Golden State Warriors are the two-seed, and right now the Spurs are sitting in 10th. Wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Nothing makes sense right now this year, but maybe – this is a new turn for the NBA. You think this is something new for the league here, guys? You think this is a trend that's going to continue? I'm- well, I mean, I, the Pacers story is really interesting just because, you know, I think they were one of the teams expected to take a step back. Right. And we all thought, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, the Pacers won't be as good. We can kind of fill in there, you know. Um, and man, how good is Oladipo? I mean, so look, there's hope. You know, maybe we've, you know, maybe, maybe the next Hornets GM will find that diamond, you know, that guy that doesn't look like he's going to ever be an all-star caliber player trade for him suddenly he is suddenly we're good one can hope i'm just hoping on to something right now right what we're seeing i think we're seeing the beginning of sort of the post lebron james disruption now lebron james could do what lebron james does and make the finals again in the eastern conference from the four or five seed that would be that would be pretty amazing at this point with how well Toronto is playing. And the Golden State Warriors can easily uh, run through everyone. It doesn't matter if they're a two seed or a one seed or a three seed. Uh, or, alternatively, Houston can give them a lot of problems, beat them in a seven-game series. The Cavs don't make the finals, and suddenly it's Rockets, Raptors, and, and we're starting to see the, the disruption. And, and it makes it sort of even tougher to see the Hornets – spinning their wheels because the whole point of of this whole experiment was to get to a four seed so that you would have home court advantage that you would get past the first round and then that there would be some disruption in the in the hierarchy of of the NBA and you could possibly make some waves and get to the Eastern Conference Finals and of course that hasn't panned out. And for, for a lot of the reasons that you guys just expressed, we're talking about Zach Lowe's mention of the Charlotte Hornets, how weird of a season this has been. Uh, this is a season in which Clifford has in multiple on multiple occasions said that this was the, this is the most talented roster he has had here in Charlotte since he arrived. And yet they are more uh, they are nine games under uh, 500 at this point and not playing well, not playing well defensively, which I think is is the big surprise, an inconsistent defensive effort. The Hornets can't win games when they score under 100 points. The Hornets are an insane 1-21 when they score less than 100 points. The only victory that they have is a 99-88 to win over Utah at home uh, back in December and that was when uh, Donovan Mitchell basically collapsed in the second half, was having a, a pretty good game, and then just couldn't make it happen in the second half, missed like a 1,000 shots, and the Hornets were able to take home that victory. But that was the only victory that they've had this season when they have not scored 100 points. This team has had to be very good offensively to win basketball games. And before we got into this season, it was it was told to everyone that this team might not have enough offensively to win basketball games, that they would have to be an elite defense. And so when you start to look at it in that context, things start to make a, a little bit more sense. And as Nick said, 
They've lost a lot of close games. They're seven and eleven in games decided by five or less this season. They are eight and they were eight and fourteen last season. That puts them in the bottom ten in that category both years. Their last playoff season, two seasons ago, they were fourteen and nine. So they had a winning record in games decided by five points or less. Past two seasons, they have not. Um, and that fourteen and nine record that was good for tenth in the league the last time that they've made. Uh, playoffs. They've also struggled to stifle ball movement and share the basketball on their end, and for a large portion of the pre-All-Star period, couldn't hit shots. Uh, they've only out-assisted teams 18 times this season. Only 18 times have they had more assists than their opponents. They are 15-3 and three in those games. Oh, there you go. Hey, How about yeah, that? Not enough creators, right, guys? I mean, Batum, of course, was hurt for a large portion of the beginning of the season, so that hindered their ability to move the ball around, I think, some. It, it seems like it's been a little bit better since he's been back, but as you mentioned, Doug, it hasn't been a strength of this team. And look at what we're talking about. We're talking about the individual play of these players, ironically, being probably the best that they've been here. And that's what's, that's something that did need to happen for this team to be successful. You needed Marvin to kind of bounce back and shoot the ball well. You needed Frank Kaminsky and Lamb to take jumps. And I think they both have to varying degrees. I think Lamb got off to a hot start and Frank's been on, uh, you know, a streak of, of late. The consistency is still a bit of a concern with both of them, but they both played probably their best basketball here in Charlotte. Kimball Walker continued to play at an all-star level. Dwight Howard individually has been pretty impressive. And yet, none of that has fit together well. Um, so if you got everything you needed to get, if you maxed out all those pieces and they didn't work, you know, the pieces just don't fit. You got to try something else. Yeah, I'd say that um, I, I'd wager that the five-game winning streak we saw, I bet they had more assists uh, than, than their opponent in those games because that was probably the only stretch of play this season where I've seen them actually – I mean, move the ball with purpose, um, find open shots. I mean, they just look like a completely different team. Um, and and this whole the point about just not having a lot of ball movement. I mean, it's it's part of the reason why. Okay, even even though these losses have been frustrating as it is, they haven't been that you know just just from an aesthetic standpoint, they haven't really been that fun to watch because it all. I mean, how often have we seen the fourth quarter come down to just well, Kemba Walker is going to get the ball and hopefully he can do something with it. And you know, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. And they also shot the lights out, right? Like they were the right. league. They were leading right. the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three point shooting. Insane. Yeah. They were, yeah. They, yeah. They were lights right. out from three. A lot of things look better when that's happening. And a lot, you can, you can accumulate a lot of assists when you're knocking down shots. Fewer, fewer post ups, I think, during that stretch as well. If I, if I remember, I remember seeing that. So, you know, again, not that, I mean, Dwight, like we said, has had a great individual season, but I think one of the knocks you can say is that, you know, when he, when they rely too much on the post up. Oh, totally. Um, totally. Listen, yeah. It, yeah. it has not. And, and that's the thing. We, we, we sort of knew that this was a danger, that it was, that there may be some conflicts between the way that Nick Batum likes to move the basketball and the way that Dwight Howard likes to stop the basketball. And, and like, that was, that was obviously like big red warning signs were going off when it happened, but the Hornets were in a situation where it was they had Miles Plumley on the <laughs> roster, and right. they they didn't know what that that fu- they didn't want to know what that future was going to look like, and so this was this was a move that they almost had to make, um, and you know it it has worked out probably 
as everyone thought it would, and, and yet yep. maybe even a little bit better because you've had Dwight Howard be available for, you know, that's the big thing. Like last season, front court depth was the issue. No one could stay healthy. Right. And Dwight Howard, to his credit, has been able to play in all of these games. So yeah. uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, thing to look at as well. I want to mention this uh, last thing from the Zach Lopez. Uh, this I'm going to quote him directly here. You might not know it watching their Pravda-esque local broadcast in which Dwight Howard is 2011 Dwight Howard and Kimball <laughs> Walker is referred to it as referred to as the captain more often than Apex Derek Jeter ever was. Pravda, Pravda-esque. It's highbrow from Zach Lowe. That's a low blow. That's yeah, a highbrow, low blow. It's it's a bit accurate. You know, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I go, how how do y'all keep it so how do y'all act so positive? <laughs> yeah, listen, you, you, know, you know who you know who doesn't though? You can tell Stephanie Reddy sometimes, like when they blow up <laughs> they blow a lead going into halftime and they cut to her and she goes, Well, guys, you know, they didn't play that well, but uh let's get let's try to let's get some credit here, you know. So and so played well, such and such, and then you're just like, Yeah, Steph, we know, we know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the coach in her, man. It's yeah. yeah, that 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 yeah, that crew. I mean, think about all the people that have had to watch these games. I'm sorry, <laughs> get to watch these games throughout the season. You know, it can be it can wear on you, but not our guy Eric Collins, man. No. You would think, <laughs> dude, you would think it is game oh, one. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> there is they are never out of it. If we keep doing this, or the show's going to be an hour long. <laughs> Malik Monk, not afraid to shoot his shot, gentlemen, on or off the court. Producer Katie tipped me off on this one, made me aware of this. Malik Monk's Instagram account replying to a hot and sexy Izzy Azalea post with the quote, with this quote, need exclamation point. Malik. <laughs> He's active. He's active on the social media. Can't blame him. He doesn't do I mean, he said he pretty much chills in his hotel room, you know, on the road. There's not a lot to do for a young guy. So it's, hey, head over to social media. Just, just sitting in his hotel room, eating Skittles. <laughs> It's actually probably a good thing that he's not old enough to. Well, he's old. Yeah, he's not old enough to get into most most bars right now, so he can't. No. Yeah. I he, I guess he could play Fortnite with uh, with Frank Kaminsky, but <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. I goes. That was on my laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that, and we uh, checked. He did. He did, he did not get a response. Right. That, that, that laugh sounds it, familiar. No. No response. No response from. Okay. Did I say, did I say Izzy Azalea? Um, did no yeah, one did. did no you one correct have. me? I thought yeah. I heard a G in there somewhere. Iggy, G, Iggy. I yeah. wrote it down as Izzy Azalea. It's it's Iggy Azalea. Iggy. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. The young kids know who you're talking about, <sighs> or maybe the okay. old kids do. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go to social media. We've got a question here on Twitter from Trey. Trey asks. Sort of a pertinent question to what we've been discussing here on the show today. What is a move you would like to see the Hornets make 
this offseason. And Trey says that he would like to see something happen with Marvin Williams and MKG maybe moving Nick Batum to the three spot and give Frank and Lamb starting jobs. So what do you guys think? David, we'll start with you. What move would you like to see? You can get as specific or as nonspecific as you want here, but what kind of move would you like to see the Hornets make in the offseason, knowing the financial constraints that are wrapped around this team's neck right now? Yeah, shout out to Trey, first of all, because I referenced one of his uh, Twitter questions last week without giving him proper credit. So there's your there's your credit, Trey. I would say that my main thing is to get more athletic, get more three and D guys, get more guys that can defend multiple positions and get out and run the floor as well. If that means swapping out guys who can't do that and Cody Zeller and Frank Kaminsky, um, that's something I think this, this roster desperately needs an influx of guys that can do that. Also clearly the backup point guard position has to be addressed in some form or fashion. They've ignored it for two years now. That has to be job number one. But you mentioned it, Doug. I mean, they're going to have a tough time doing a lot of things as it stands now, unless they can get some of these trades done. Um, but they've got to get an influx of talent. They've got to get an influx of athleticism, shot making. There's a lot on the shopping list. <laughs> and uh, so we'll see when the new leadership comes in, what they're able to pull off. Nick. So, David, your point about backup point guard, I completely agree. Um, but here's my thing. More than likely, I mean, now they're going to have a few months, and the good thing is free agency comes after the draft. Um, more than likely, next year's backup point guard is Malik Monk, assuming that, you know, things don't spiral out of control here. But, I mean, you know, he's running the, he's running the position right now. He's going to have summer league to, to continue practicing it, you know, barring some weird injury again. Um, but I, I think it's – like you said, they have, it's going to be so difficult to, to make moves to free up cap space that I think, you know – it's probably going to be, you know, he's probably going to be the guy. Um, now, in terms of moves, I, I agree with you. They need to add more three-point shooting. Um, I think that means, you know, and, and it is what it is, but they got to move MKG, I think. Um, or I think that's something that they should potentially look into, even if it means replacing him with a guy that isn't as good a defender but can do, you know, the offensive side of things better that, than, you know, than he can. Um, they need to be able to stretch stretch the floor more. And, I mean, you know, the idea would be to bring in a guy whose contract is not as significant, maybe not as many years left as as his, um, you know, and but he can do the job in a starting role or he's a backup that could move Lamb to the, to the start, um, starting, I guess, two or three, however you want to do it. Was that bad? It's too heavy. It's so heavy. <laughs> Need something to lighten the mood when you talk about how little three-point shooting the Hornets, the little consistent three-point shooting the Hornets have had this season. All right, this one I've got to I've got to hit the back button on my browser here. All right, so this is uh, Stephen Adams of the Oklahoma City Thunder refusing to describe his hip contusion in any other way than using the Latin term which I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. I'm just going to let uh, let Stephen Adams take it away here, if I can get it to play. Come on, play for me. Why won't it play? It was playing just a second ago. 
I was going to say, I do want to point out, because I, I wanted I wanted to see this Malik Monk comment. He also left, on her most recent photo, left two, I guess it's the sick emoji, you know, with like the green face, like, right. yeah, two, two sick emojis on on the next, on the most recent one. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a Iggy he's really stand, I guess. Yeah. Well, she and Nick Young are no longer together, right? That was, that's way over. So yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Malik. That's good hey, research. Guys. That's good research, Nick. Oh yeah. Hey, guys, Trey, Trey also asked, I'm going to throw this out there because we're featuring Trey heavily in this show. <laughs> if they were to trade Marvin, who are some teams that would be in the market to pick up Marvin and what would the Hornets be able to get back? I want to see what you guys think on that. My thought on Marvin, the ideal situation would be some contender that's looking to add veteran presence and a three-point shooter. That did not happen in the trade deadline. I don't know what you would get for Marvin, like around the draft or something like that. But, I mean, a second-round pick maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get much for him because of his age. Um, but right. He does have a skill set, obviously. So I think that'd be a decent market for him. Um, I mean, they probably have to send some. Like, they're going to have to get some kind of player back because most. If correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's only four teams that are going to have a significant amount of cap space. So, like, they're going to have yeah, to. That's the other problem. Yeah. So they'll probably have to get somebody back in return. Probably somebody on an expiring deal or you know just on less money, whatever it is. But um. Yeah, I mean, I'd assume, I'd assume a trade from trading Marvin would be more of a a, a cost saving move. Um, just given you know he has what two years, including a player option or something. So, yeah, that's the problem. As we've seen around trade deadline, like no one wants these deals. No one wants these players. The length of these deals are really hard to sell. So we'll see what they can do around the draft and heading into next year. But they try to throw everything out there and nothing stuck. All right, I think I have this audio now. Sorry, I wasn't listening to your question, David. I was trying to get this audio. <laughs> I was agree. actually Trey's question. I so agree. Trey, well, uh, I agree with that. everything that you all are saying, but I, I really want to play this Stephen Adams audio. So let's let's see if it will play this time. What, what prompted leaving? Pardon? What prompted leaving the game? No, just the Australopithecus afarensis. Yeah. Can you uh, can you describe the injury in layman's terms? Pardon? Can you describe the injury in layman's terms? No, 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 you search it up. Australopithecus afarensis. That's what it is. <laughs> he was describing his hip contusion. They asked him to describe it in layman's terms, and he would not. He would just say it was Australopithecus afarensis. Good for him. There's too many layman's terms, you know, too many crutches being used. Just use... Use the correct language. Well, he may. Well, the thing he may have to use a, a crutch because he has an Australopithecus afarensis. Right, sure. <laughs> hey, so one more um, uh, Malik Monk update on Instagram. Um, so we we thought that she did not respond to the need um, comment. She did. She did respond. Oh. And said, "Ha ha, um, sticking tongue out emoji face. Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm Just looking for Malik to have Malik's got Nick, a big game. You've done Malik's more research on this post than you have done for anything that you have talked about on the history of this show. Well, that's good to know, though. Right? He's going to get mean, his confidence back. I'm telling you, if he has a huge game, yeah, we'll, we'll know why. Are they? Are they? They're not playing the Lakers again this year, are they? Or are they? 
Because are they going out to? They're not going out to not LA. Out there. Ah. Not out there. Yeah. Maybe she'll come to Charlotte. You never know. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's it, we got to keep keep tabs on this, y'all. All right. Back to Trey's question: If <laughs> if we're assuming that the new general manager will be on board with trying to win, so we're assuming that, right? We're assuming that that a full teardown yeah. is not is not in the in the cards. Then I would like them to basically do this. Trade something older and slower for something newer and faster. And not necessarily in a trade, but just move out something that's older and slower for something that's newer and faster. Can an Avery Bradley or a Will Barton or a Zach Levine or a Wayne Ellington be had in free agency with a full mid-level exception if money were to be moved away in another trade? If they were to move a Marvin or a Batum or a Howard, move that money out somehow, could they use that full mid-level exception to acquire a player like Wayne Ellington or Zach Levine or Will Barton or Avery Bradley and bring a little athleticism, bring a little speed, bring a little defensive intensity to the Charlotte Hornets? I think that that would be a very good idea, Trey. But great question. Fantastic question. You can ask your question to us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Fun show. Satchel of NBA LOLs. I think that'll make a return. I liked that. Kept it light. There's sure to be more. That's for sure. We won't run out of things, I don't think. No. So I may have to turn news. the volume up on a few things, but we won't run out of things. <laughs> uh, All right. Hey, the Hornets play yeah. tonight, guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the Hornets right. Oh, they, yeah. they play a game. <laughs> the Hornets play the Pelicans. The Pelicans are 38 and 28. They play them tonight in New Orleans at 8 o'clock p.m. You will see Emeka Okafor in an NBA jersey. He's actually starting for the Pelicans. But the game notes for both teams don't mention, you know, all the game notes have the the connections between each team. And neither, I looked at both uh, the Pelicans and the Hornets game notes, and neither mention that Emeka Okafor was a member of the Charlotte Bobcats. Okafor and 04, man. They they mention that uh, all of the Kentucky players, MKG, Anthony Davis, Malik Monk, Demarcus Cousins, Rajan Rondo. Uh, Cousins, you know, yeah. of course, won't even be playing. Uh, Nick Batum, Alexis Ajenka, uh, our natives of France. Ajenka was selected by Charlotte in the first round. Again, that's a that was a Bobcats move. No mention yeah. of Omeka Okafor. Got to update those game notes. Wow. I mean, and like, and Omeka Okafor, Dwight Howard connection, one two yeah. there. Omeka winning Rookie of the Year over Dwight Howard in that initial season, and of course Omeka with five straight double double seasons for the Charlotte Bobcats before moving on to his next team in 2009, which was the, the New, New Orleans, Orleans Hornets. Hornets. <laughs> he spent three Salute. seasons there. Like he has to come, he has to come to Charlotte next season. He has to complete the cycle to have played for both iterations of the Charlotte professional sports team and both of the, of the New Orleans professional sports team. Like this is like, Mitch Kupchak, if you're listening. (laughs) I'm sure he is. I'm certain. I'm certain that Kupchak listens to this show. Uh, Thank you for listening to this show. Tomorrow, we're going to have Gavin Shaw on from Locked On Nets fame, from Burning Me on Twitter fame. Definitely going to ask him about that. And also ask him about the draft. He he, He will be our resident draft expert 
So we're going to get into some draft talk because we've got March Madness coming up, of course, and we want to find out what players that we should be watching in this tournament that could possibly be selected by the Charlotte Hornets in uh, June's draft. So you want to check us out tomorrow. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at LockedOnHornets. Make sure you're visiting MyBookie.ag for your betting needs this March Madness period. Thanks so much for listening. Shoot us your Hornets questions to Twitter at LockedOnHornets. For David and Nick, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm. Sure. Oh.